Warning, this episode may contain themes and descriptions that some listeners may find disturbing, triggering, or extremely distressing. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Hey everybody, this is Brad Bruce and I'm with Jason Brusigli. And you're listening to the 5195 Podcast, Episode 9. Holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit. Hold on to your butts, guys. <laughs> wow. So when, when you suggested this. Did did you did your butthole pucker a little bit? A bit. Just a little bit. Which I was like, okay. This is a uh this is a pretty severe tonal shift. Yeah. But I think it's key to it, it it does loop and web its way into 80s culture. Yeah. Big time. At least for one title. But it's it's sort of the taboo topic nobody likes to talk about. And a lot of people are very disturbed by. So I do want to warn you, today's episode's kind of heavy. It's going to be stuff you don't want to hear. Pretty dark. Pretty dark. Pretty dark stuff. But it's a very real interest. And there's a whole subculture that you and I are a part of mm-hmm. that are just fascinated by it. Yeah. And that's Mondo films, also known as shockumentaries. Now, when you hear shockumentary, first thing you think of, of course, is Faces of Death, right? Yeah. Faces of Death is like the poster child of shockumentaries. Yeah. Even though it wasn't the first. It wasn't the first. In fact, it, there was a decade worth of shockumentaries that were already out. And I would even wager short films black and white short films that were still within this realm um, because death as personal and as disturbing and private as it usually is, has been filmed since we had cameras. A lot of people don't remember that early cinema wasn't even scripted. It was mostly made to document like one of the first movies ever made one of the first reels wasn't it a train pulling into a station that was a movie it might have been 30 seconds one minute whatever but that was called it was called train pulling into station or something like that but as early as those days there was a video called the electrocution of an elephant you remember that i do that's a black and white silent video of an elephant being executed on camera Mm -hmm. by electricity and it's pretty harrowing shit. Um, to segue into more modern stuff, the VHS boom of the 80s, Faces of Death was where you cut your teeth on stuff that was really difficult to watch and talked about in hushed whispers. People just didn't want to talk about this movie. No. And by 1985, there were three of them and a bunch of wannabes. You know, I remember one called... I think it's called of the dead. And if I remember right, it was in a, it was in a clamshell box, you know, like one of those big Disney type boxes. A lot of these, a lot of these shockumentaries, if you use the blanket term, they're shocking because usually they're culture shocks. It's just practices and rituals by other countries that are shocking to us. Mm -hmm. Shockumentaries can also be as something as ambivalent as a tribe that does weird piercings or 
or does like snake charms or gets, you know, stuff like that. Whereas Faces of Death was notorious mostly because it was supposed to be real footage of horrible accidents, murders, executions, Mm -hmm. suicide. These were the elements of death that you don't talk about. And the idea that you could watch this was a horrifying thought. This wasn't Jason. This wasn't Freddy. It's no Michael Myers. This is real, awful stuff. The original Faces of Death, which came out in 1978, it's fooled people for years. There's still people, I have to convince them that certain parts they swear are real aren't. Because there's a lot of fabricated stuff. The director, John Schwartz, and his team did some very convincing special effects, but it's peppered in with stuff that is absolutely real and very upsetting to watch. For me, as far as I'm concerned, uh, there's nothing more harrowing than the 747 that crashes into, was it, it was in California. San Diego. It was a San Diego crash of like, what, 76, 77? Uh I think at the time of the movie, it was a fairly recent event. Yeah. With all the stuff that's in the movie, which is mostly animal violence, I think is probably the more upsetting stuff that's real. Because you're seeing like koshering slaughterhouse footage. That stuff is fairly commonplace. Um, I know PETA and them like to show that stuff to scare people off of meat. Yeah. You know, so it's that stuff's more common. But seeing the wreckage of a plane crash and how bodies or parts of bodies are strewn all over a neighborhood, it's pretty intense. It's intense. And one thing about Mondo shockumentaries, you come away from it, you run the risk of being depressed, for one. These have a very negative effect on your mental health because no one likes to know just how fragile we are. Uh We are basically sentient meat when it boils down to it. And these movies don't pull any punches. They show autopsies, um, stuff like that. And in the 80s, when the VHS boom happened, Faces of Death 1, 2... Three in 1985, and I believe in 1987 was the worst of Faces of Death. So there were at least four tapes, typically at mom and pop stores, because Blockbuster absolutely not would never touch it. Mm-mm. But mom and pop stores would usually have these, and they couldn't keep them on the shelves. No, and that says something. That means the morbid curiosity of the masses, whether they want to see it or not, they're gonna try. And it was kind of a double dare. At sleepovers, you know, someone's yeah. older brother would go out and rent it for the kids. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, let's see how long you can last before you either throw up or you tap out. And as far as I'm concerned, it was perfectly understandable to do either one because this was heavy. This stuff is heavy shit. And, but it's a big, big, big part of horror culture and especially VHS culture. Because it's literally hand in hand. It is. Yeah. And um, when VHS was a big thing, the two genres that really flourished were shockumentaries and horror and pornography. Because now you didn't have to go into a dingy theater or a peep show. You could just go rent a porno movie and watch it at home. Mm -hmm. You know. So VHS kind of ushered in an era of cinema that was risque taboo maybe shameful if you felt that way but it kind of privatized your curiosity you could go home and watch something that 
you probably didn't go to work and tell people you saw. Yeah. You know what I mean? And what's weird, you'd probably be more embarrassed at that time to say I went home and watched Ron Jeremy bang the shit out of <laughs> Christy Canyon than you would be. You you almost had to share with somebody. I just watched someone jump off of a building. I watched a movie where a bear ate somebody. You know what I mean? Because as disgusting as it is, and you're always met with, why would you watch that? Yep. A lot of people do. A lot of people do, myself included. Yeah. I have a very strong stomach for that kind of violence. I'm not I'm not proud of that because it does show a very severe level of desensitization, I think. Mm-hmm. But I'm curious, you know? How many of us out there aren't curious? It's the whole reason why you drive past a, a car accident and it's a fucking gridlock because everyone's trying to see what happened across the median. There's a reason it's called rubbernecking. It's never traffic backed up because of the accident. It's usually because of gawkers, mm-hmm. you know, because people just, death is a private thing. It's a very private thing. And if you're lucky, you die peacefully in bed, yeah. in your home or in a home. You know, I hate to think of hospital because... Usually you feel pretty bad if you're wind up there, but the ideal way to die is just in your sleep Mm -hmm. without a care in the world, no fear to die on camera in public in a horrible way. That's something people don't want to talk about. And I figure we'll just tackle this one head on, you know? So when, I don't know about you, but, uh, the first time I seen faces of death, I was a grown man. I didn't see it as a kid. Okay. But here's, what's funny when I was seven or eight, Maybe late 80s, early 90s. My uncle Mike, um, we got on the topic of it. And the reason we got on the topic of it, and you might remember this. I think this happened in San Diego. No, no, no. This was New York. Sorry. This is a New York story. Late 80s. Bunch of kids broke into the, I think, the Brooklyn Zoo Mm -hmm. at night after hours to swim in the polar bear exhibit. Mm, Nice. Have you heard of this? No. The polar bears woke up. I guess the kids thought maybe they were caged somewhere after hours. They came out and two of the three kids ran away. One of them was dragged screaming into the cave mm. and was ripped to pieces. And it made the news. Wow. Big time. Uh, because ultimately I think they had to go in and kill the polar bears. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you which movie it's on, but the aftermath is out there. And you've probably seen it, you know. Without knowing, mm-hmm. but uh, it's horrible. Yeah, it's absolutely horrible because the kid couldn't have been more than ten or eleven years old. Jeez, it was just like me and my buddies snuck out and went swimming at the zoo. Yeah, you know. And I remember as a kid because he couldn't have been much older than me, and just the idea that I could be eaten alive by a giant predator was the scariest thing I'd ever heard of. But then my uncle Mike and my uncle Chris at a family get together because of this headline started talking about a movie called Faces of Death, where you see people encountering man-eating animals or being eaten. Now, again, largely the animal attack stuff is fabricated. Yeah. I didn't know that. What stuck out to me was the fact that this thing that was so unspeakably horrifying I could see it Mm -hmm. somewhere that really spurned my curiosity. I didn't want to see this, but the idea that it was out there somewhere that someone could rent this movie and see something that horrible, it really couldn't let the thought go. I couldn't. It was just like, what would it be like to see something that 
fucking scary. Yeah. You know, and it took me growing up and getting, like you said, my own card. Yeah. At a video store to go in and be like, well, I guess today's the day. (laughs) And I grabbed a stack. I grabbed one, two, three. If I remember at that time, four was out. Somebody had it. I think there were four altogether. But then I grabbed something called Traces of Death and just took it with me. We'll talk about that one in a little bit uh, because it's a whole different other beast. But Faces of Death, the first time I watched it, I was actually kind of relieved because it handled itself clinically. Yeah, you had a host named Dr. Francis B. Gross. (laughs) You know, it's arguably pretty stupid. But he had like a Robert Stack kind of voice, like Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah. And he didn't crack jokes or anything. He just kind of told you what was happening and guided you through it. So I don't know what I expected. I I don't know if I expected some kind of creepy snuff reel. But the fact that it was put together as a legitimate documentary, I was able to kind of settle in and just watch it. Mm -hmm. Because at this age, you know, reality TV was already taking grasp and, you know, world's shocking car chases, world's worst fights, you know, whatever. Fox was a big channel for that type yeah, of stuff. Yeah. And it just kind of, once once the narration started, it kind of just felt like that. And by the end of the movie, I, by that point, I was sophisticated enough to kind of know when stuff was bullshit. Uh-huh. Because I'm like, if this was really caught on camera, why are we getting shots from everywhere? You know, it should yeah. just be one shot. It's one shaky handheld shot. And you could tell that there was a production involved. But again, like the plane crash, um, a suicide jumper, they're real. They're very real. And of course, a lot of, like I said, the koshering and animal violence, Uh this is all very real. And by the end of the movie, you're kind of not sure how you feel about what you just saw, you know? So that was me. I got to it very late, in my opinion. When did you get around to seeing it? 85. 85. No shit. So like nine, nine years old. Oof. That's yeah. heavy. And again, it's because the older brothers. Yeah. They were like, you want to watch it? Watch it. Were you interested in it? Did uh, you know Did you know what it was? Not a clue. Okay. Not a clue. Was it like me where word of mouth made you go? Oh. No. Nope. Because I had heard nothing about it. Really? Again, it was like every weekend at the house, it was always the video store trip Friday. Yeah. And then it was like. Watching movies Friday, Saturday, returning them all on Sunday kind of a thing is what we did. So, yeah, like it was just in the stack and it was basically like brought up like, hey, this is what we're going to watch. And I'm like, well, what is it? They explained it to me. I was like, I'll watch it. And no hesitancy, huh? No. No. And so you didn't mull over the fact that this was real. Yeah. No, I was like, all right, yeah, I'll I'll watch it. Okay. Uh, We did. (laughs) And um, it didn't. Freaked me out in the way it probably should have. Sure, for that age. Yeah, it was It was more, there's no way that mm. this is real. You know, like, there's no way. Denial. Yeah, um, but still just glued to it. And the, Oh, it's captivating stuff. It really is. But the things, the thing that I took away from it after it was all over and I watched the entire thing, and it is kind of like... It ends on a, a better note with like with the, the the mom giving birth and it's kind of like a new promise kind of a thing. It and does a full circle. It does. You know, we've we've wallowed in death for ninety minutes. So I was like, here's you life. Kind of breathe. Yeah. You know. But out of out of that entire film, 
the thing that stuck with me and did would freak me out from time to time mm-hmm. are the mummies. Really? Because it was the the sounds like when when the camera goes up to the oh the, the mausoleum of- and then goes inside and it fades to black and then it just pops into that that mummy that's just it's got that yawning mouth yeah and it's got know. like that that oh yeah. like kind of a thing yeah. I was just like whoa and like it just kept popping and then the baby you could still see the eyes yes you yes. know and I was just like oh shit that's what really freaked me out it of is everything creepy. yeah it is super creepy. It, it is and what's what's crazy is one of my friends later in life actually went there really? and seen them in person and was oh, like shit. yeah like took pictures of it and stuff and like yeah it was crazy like you know uh, to hear that story yeah um i i don't know if i would go or not but uh that's another story but um you know how weird that would be to see it in person after, it would be after seeing it on yeah that movie yeah and, and I, I how it affected you right yeah, yeah yeah you know so but um you 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 talked you also talked about like of the dead yeah. I own that. Do you really? I own it on VHS. Yeah. That's I, one I saw at the one time, and then when VHS started getting kind of shoveled out of the shelves. Yeah. I mean, I have the regular paper case. Like, I don't have really? the clamshell. Yeah, it's a regular paper okay. case one. Yeah. yeah, you'll have to show me. Yeah, but, um, you know, it, it 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 did pique my interest. That one was more ritualistic, funer- yes. funeral yeah. Yeah. culture kind yeah. of stuff. Um, Not necessarily graphic. No. So... When when my brother saw that, it it like sparked something in them where they wanted to see more. Sure. So they actually had to go to a different video store. It was almost like one of those edge of town video stores. Yeah. And yeah, which we all had one. Yeah, yeah. And you know, they picked up a lot. They had picked <clears throat> up one called Paramedics. Oh yeah. Where they just followed around AMR. Yeah, yeah. And then it would even be like where the coroner would come after and like pick up the bodies and stuff, yep. you know. And it made me not even want to get in a car. Oh yeah, you know? I mean, the, um, my daughter is taking driver's ed. Just took driver's ed. Now she's logging her hours. Yeah. Um, I didn't think they still did this because, like we said, we're in kind of a really sensitive, triggering society. Mm-hmm. They showed her red asphalt, mm. which is harsh. I mean, yeah. there's there's a body in that one that looks like a pretzel, and that was jarring for her. But yeah. I understand it. Yeah. Because you're wanting kids to understand... This isn't a game. ...the enormity yeah, this, of being behind the wheel. What that thing really is. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is a machine mm-hmm. that will kill you and anyone that you hit with if you're yeah. not careful. And it's another reason why I kind of feel like this stuff's necessary. Yeah. Because you could tell someone that'll kill you. Mm-hmm. To see it, it drives it home. It sticks a little more. Yeah. You're like, wow, they weren't fucking kidding. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, I was very surprised that they still showed that. I don't even think I saw that in Driver's Ed in the 90s. Uh, no, I, yeah, no. And I was warned by mm-hmm. aunts and uncles. That they're going to bring the show. You're, you're probably going to see they're death videos. And yeah. I'm like, oh boy. And I dreaded it because yeah. this was still before I saw Faces of Death. And I never saw it. And then Maddie came home a week or two ago and was like, dad, come here. And she pulled me aside because Jacob was in the room. You know, yeah. He's much younger. She goes, come here. She pulls up her phone. She goes, have you ever heard of Red Asphalt? And I was like, no. I'm thinking it's a band. Yeah. I'm so stupid. <laughs> but she pulls it up and she goes, this is what we watched today. And she kind of skims through it on YouTube. And yeah. I, went, I was like, whoa, yeah. Yeah. dude. Yeah. I went, are you okay? It was the first thing I thought of to say. Because I'm like, she she doesn't want to see Faces of Death. She's, she's tiptoed around it. Can we watch it? And then when everyone goes to bed, I'm like, you ready? And she goes, 
no, never mind. Let's watch something else. And yeah. I'm like, cool. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. You know, because part of me kind of hopes she would say that. Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't want to be the one who leaves my daughter with this. Mm-hmm. But I, at the same time, I'd rather she watched it with me, someone who could hold her hand through it, than at a sleepover where you're dared to watch it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how we were brought up. You know, the sleepover thing. If you, if you turn away, you're a pussy, you know, and it's like, I'm just going to sit and stare at the whole fucking thing. You know, if she was going to watch Faces of Death, I'm like, I- I'll watch it with you. I'll guide you through it. I'll even zip through shit if it's too much mm-hmm. or I'll cut it off altogether. You know, I'd rather just be that guide. Yeah. But she watched this tape and she was shook. Yeah. And I could understand. I mean, definitely. It's just mangled bodies, you know, fucking the the worst thing is the eyes. When your eyes cloud up because there's no oxygen, yeah. you don't even look human. There's something eerie about it. And we talked about that an episode or two back about Stand By Me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Seeing someone dead with their eyes open. Yeah. Well, this is real. Yeah. And it's very horrifying. So, that was her first taste. And I feel like she's not like me in the sense where she's like, well, now that I've seen it, let me see what this is all about. Me, I was like your brothers, where when you made it to the end of Faces of Death, you were like, I did it. Mm -hmm. I can do this. Mm -hmm. What else you got? You know what I mean? It's almost not like, it's not a bloodlust. Right. It's not, it's, you, you satiated your curiosity and you proved that you can make it through as a mature adult and not freak out. Yeah. Now you're kind of like, Okay, it's not so bad. And then there's Traces of Death. And I know you've seen these as well. We've talked about it. Mm-hmm. These were released in the mid to late 90s by uh, a company called Brain Damage Films. Based out of here, right? Aren't they? I think it was Arizona. You might be right. Arizona. This wasn't like Faces of Death. This one actually bragged at the beginning yeah. on a little disclaimer that there's nothing fake. Basically pointing the finger at Faces of Death and going, we're going to do you one better. Yeah. And on top of that, they kind of do the tasteless thing and make fun of the footage you're about to see, mm-hmm. all of which is extremely authentic, extremely hyper-violent. There's no segments to go into. That was another thing I liked about the Faces of Death movies was this section's about vehicles. This yeah. section's about cultures, you know, death and cultures. This section's about cannibalism. You know, Traces of Death is just like a mashup. A really just continuous, a really crudely constructed stream of just carnage. Yeah, and after a movie or two set to a death metal score to actually make it even more aggressive, you know what I mean? Yeah, and that one was extremely jarring because the footage in it is atrocious. Yeah, that one is so bad. bad. And that's the one where a lot of people have seen the footage of Pennsylvania State Treasurer Bud Dwyer and his very public suicide, Mm -hmm. I believe, during a live press conference. This was being telecast, right? Yeah. Okay. And this happened in, I believe, in 1987. Um, He was being brought up on bribery charges, Mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken, looking at 50 years minimum. And he was already kind of an old guy, you know, in front of three or four cameras and broadcast live. He put, was it a 357 in his mouth and shoots himself and it's horrific. It really is. It's jarring how bloody and awful that footage is. And if I'm not mistaken, was that one, didn't some of the cameramen quit forever? I I forget what the fallout was. uh, um, A lot of the guys that he brought in, they were ones that were reporting all the negative press on him. Oh, so he was going after the ones who... 
the people that were there were the ones he wanted to make the point. Okay, yeah. I yeah. gotcha. I didn't know that. Um, have you seen uh, An Honest Man? No, I wanted to. Okay, that's going to shed a ton of light on him. Is it available anywhere? It's on YouTube. Oh, no shit. Yeah, okay. it's on YouTube. Um, to it, it's it going to shed a lot of light on it. But yeah, I saw that too. I, saw, I didn't see it on Traces. I actually saw it on another one called Death Scenes. Is Death Scenes the one that also shows the... Twilight Zone. Yes, the yeah. Twilight Zone disaster. Yeah, yeah. So, like, they were just pumping these things out. They were. Once Faces of Death opened the gate, yeah. the imitators followed. They just, they kept coming. And I think the goal was to out-sicken it, it really was. the competitors. It wasn't even a matter of education at this point. No. Not that Faces of Death was particularly educational. It at least took a clinical look. Whereas these other movies are about shocking you. They want you to vomit. Uh, I think some of them might even be faces of gore. One of the promotional items that I think is a vomit bag. You know, yeah. it's just they're making quite a mockery of someone's final awful moments. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the taboo and the stigma around it. This isn't something to make light of. No. You can be curious like we are. You can be morbidly interested but um nothing to make fun of no and that's something that always left a bad taste in my mouth in the traces of death movies yeah the quips and the heavy metal it was it's a, those are very tough to watch because of that stuff it's because of that it makes it feel like an assault it's an assault it's so an if you're uncomfortable to watch them because of that right because like faces of death never left me like um you know uh, like depressed or, or or sad or scared no it left me with an appreciation of being alive yes which i believe was the point per yeah yeah it, but in a roundabout way but with traces it was like i was uncomfortable it's very uncomfortable yeah you know it's and, extremely uncomfortable yeah and it's made like the first two I think maybe the first two it's got just kind of a weird spooky synthy score mm -hmm. but the guys still make I think his name was Damon Fox for the first two it was just making these really awful quips yeah you know and it's just stuff like you 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 hear it and you cringe you're like oh come on but then by three on I think there's five all together uh, three on it's like I think they cut a deal with like Napalm Records or something like that mm -hmm. and it's wall to wall death metal which I'm a metalhead and there's a lot of bands on there that I dig but when you pair that up with what's on screen it's like getting your ass handed to you it's just a pummeling of awful footage with no context it's just it jumps from one horrible thing to the next you know and um yeah, those are for the hardcores, I think. And what's weird and what we're going to get into here in a minute, it gets worse. It does get worse. It gets so much worse. It does. Because let's say after 9-11, we'll start there. Yeah. 9-11, millions of people all over the globe watched a horrible tragedy. We probably for the first time in my lifetime, did I ever see so much support from other countries. Yeah. Because... For the most part, we're a cliche. We're the ugly Americans, and you mm -hmm. know, Europe just can't stand us. And when that happened, places that have sort of been like "fuck America" were lighting candles and being like, "We're so sorry." And it was just—it was so somber to even see enemies being like, "This isn't cool. We, yeah. we wouldn't have done this." Because it was so horrible watching planes go into the towers, watching people jump, hearing about the firemen mm -hmm. in the rubble. It's something that will never—that's a scar that's never going away. But with that, with that horrible incident, that in 
incredible tragedy came the internet and the internet used to just be a place to chat with people look up information study and all of a sudden sites started popping up like you remember rotten.com ogrish mm-hmm. um best gore best gore was a horrible one that very bad i believe is it's gone it's gone actually i think they all are those the ones that i've mentioned yeah they're gone yeah um and I'm not, we're not going to send you out looking for anything. Yeah, either. no, it's... You're not going to get information from us here. Yeah. It's it's easy to it find. It is easy to find. But the ogreish best go, I think Morbid Reality, I don't even know if that's still around. There were these sites that anyone could upload anything. And at this point, we had phones. And granted, like Faces of Death and Traces of Death, that was a product of a time when you could buy your own camcorder and you might find you might have accidentally taped something terrible. And yeah. that's where that's where that shit came from. Right. Uh the internet made shockumentaries antiquated. So even Traces of Death, which I think the fifth one came out around two thousand. Okay. Even they were kinda like, Well, we can't compete with this. You know. So even the worst of the worst was like, I think we're gonna fold the tent. And now you don't really see any tapes or DVDs like that. You could still get them. But once the internet hit and the atrocities that could be uploaded, like um, Taliban beheadings, Mm -hmm. gang warfare, you know, stuff like that, uh, people live streaming their own suicide. Mondo Cinema has mutated into what we have now. And I don't know how I feel about it. I know how I feel about it. (laughs) I know exactly how I feel about it. It's very rare now that I do look at it. Me too. You know, because it's like, it's now it's just in such an abundance. Oh, yeah. And it is for no other reason except for their entertainment. And when you say they, who are we talking about? The uploaders? Yeah, of the web of the owners of the website. Oh, the sure. ones that are putting this stuff out. Yes. Yes. There there's no there's no lesson to be learned. Because there's a gatekeeper. Yeah. There is a host. Yeah, there's there's no like message of like, look at the world. Can't we do something to make it better? Right. They're or, not. Or be careful out there because we're fragile. Yeah. This is just wholesale slaughter of human beings. Yeah. And I believe was it the beheading of Daniel Pearl? No, um, was that the first one? N- no, I I don't know if that's on video. I don't know if it really? is. Really? Yeah, the first one I saw what was was this? Nick Berg. Nick Berg, that's the one. Yeah, because Daniel Pearl was he a photographer or a like journalist? a reporter journalist? Yeah. yeah. Um, this was again. This was closely associated with nine eleven. Yeah. Once we were reeling from that horrible day, we started getting, you know, the anthrax threats and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Then you started getting the beheading Mm -hmm. videos. The news, Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, they would report about it. They wouldn't show the whole thing. They'd show everything up to the point. But even if you didn't want to know about this stuff, you found out about it. And now Mondo Cinema, for whatever that's worth, is now as mainstream as your television and granted it existed then too i would i would go out on a limb and call cops yeah mondo cinema yeah you could call america's funniest videos mondo cinema Mm -hmm. because all of these things are caught on tape whether for humor for education it's not staged but may not be as graphic right but it's an offshoot of mondo cinema i would even venture to say that the jackass films are mondo cinema yeah I would. Yeah. I mean, I know it's comedic, but it's real. Yeah. It's obscene. 
It's a subculture of it. It's gross. Yeah. But it's, it, you know, you're watching it out of an equal sense of comedy as you are to cringe. Right. Because you're just like, ew, yeah. fuck. You know, it's an offshoot. And I say subculture because these guys are planning it and setting it out and executing it. Right. Versus just capturing it reality. Right. By like just accident or whatever it may be. Exactly. Or for the specific reason of killing somebody. Yes. So it is a subculture of Mondo. You're right. For sure. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think it's out of control. It is out of control. It's There's little kids who can find these videos. Yeah. And here's the thing. You could learn about unspeakable acts of violence against children, animals, whatever, on yeah. the dark web. The dark web is just like a cesspool of pedophiles and bestiality and mm -hmm. just cruelty some of the worst shit i've ever heard is on the surface web and mm -hmm. just a click away and some of it this is the part i hate and this is this is this is what really gets under my skin maybe two years ago uh, a guy named ronald mcnutt mm -hmm. I, I i know you know him yeah it was a horrible shotgun suicide that was live streamed on facebook i think and it was everywhere because as they weren't exactly quick to take it down, mm -mm. but by that point, millions of people had screen recorded it, and now it was being used to, for lack of a better term, rickroll, uh, which for those of you who don't know, and I doubt there's any that don't know at this point, a rickroll is when you click on a video expecting to watch something, and all of a sudden Rick Astley's never going to give you up yeah. pops on. It's a prank. It's a joke. And it's funny. Yeah. I still Rick roll people every yeah. now and again. Yeah. But the Rick roll in this case was kids would pop on a video of like a Spider-Man cartoon or, you know, a toy thing yeah. or something. And it would play for about 30 seconds and then boom, Ronald McNutt's face explode. And now your three or four year old has seen his first suicide. And now it's revealed a, a subculture, like you said of absolute cruelty to someone who shouldn't have even known about it and is not seeking it out isn't seeking it you know you're traumatizing children from afar with this stuff that you think is a joke you know just because you don't respect what this guy went through was going through whatever but in his final moments how you're going to traumatize a child and not even just a child i mean there's grown people who will not watch this stuff right understandably I mean, it's psychologically damaging. Damaging. Absolutely damaging. Yeah. And that's the thing. I know that there's so many people out there. I get it all the time about, why do you watch horror? Why do you like to be scared? Why do you like to be grossed out? Horror is a weird, safe place for me. Yeah. It's a nostalgia thing. Well, you know what? And it's, it's also fascinating it's, because we it's, love... It's fun. Yes. And it's also not likely. Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. But for you and I, people like you and I, Brad, who have seen so much that we probably wish we haven't. Yeah. Um, you do callous to it. I will say I'm not proud of the fact that I could probably watch just about anything. What's funny, we talked about this today when we were hanging out. If you show me a video of someone vomiting yeah. or defecating, I'm more likely to run out of the room and choke back vomit. Yeah. But to watch someone die horribly, I can make it through that. Don't know how to feel about that. I'm not proud. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a it's a level of desensitized that it's it's like an achievement unlocked that I'm not sure I wanted to achieve. Yeah. yeah. But 
at the same time, you you hear about these videos like Funky Town, Miss um, Pac-Man, uh-huh. Three Guys, One Hammer, which yeah. really turned my stomach. That was horrible just because of the suffering yeah. involved. Yeah. I can still be shocked. Yeah. I can still be shocked. There's always someone out there who will one-up what's out there. Mm-hmm. And as long as we have portable studio in our pocket someone's going to do something terrible and upload it to the internet forever yeah and it's just weird to know that something that was a vhs tape an innocuous vhs tape that you had to choose to pay for to take home gather your guts and watch is now as commonplace in our everyday society our everyday web surfing yeah that you could watch something absolutely terrible on accident. Yeah, that's... Could, I fucking hate it. That's it's awful. It's fucking terrible, and it needs... I, I feel like it needs addressed, but I feel like at the same time, is it kind of protected by First Amendment? You know... Is it a free speech thing? Because best, it, best gore, the owner... This was a Canadian shock mm-hmm. site. He had posted the one lunatic, one ice pick video of Luca Magnata dismembering a co-ed or something. I can't remember if he was his roommate or not. And it's this video is it involved not only murder and dismemberment, there's necrophilia. I mean, he he really wanted to outdo everybody with this tape. The guy who hosted Best Gore, I forget his name, was brought into court and was looking at jail time for indecency. Granted, this guy didn't make the fucking video and there were awful things on the site to begin with. Yeah. But for some reason, this video crossed so many lines that he was looking at going to jail for indecency. Right. And he beat it, I believe. And I think with a slap on the wrist and take it down because best score lasted several years afterward before he folded it up and you yeah. know just got rid of the site so that leads me to question and i'm asking you this too we're not going to see the end of this are we no. is it just going to get worse yeah because i can't imagine it worse than it is other than the things on the dark web mm-hmm. making their way to the surface yeah and God help us. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna go away. You know, um, I don't because I don't think there's any law that prohibits it or completely condones it. Yeah, under the fr- under free speech, um, it's a very interesting free speech. It, it it almost should border on a person's rights. You know, like as a viewer. No, no, no. Like like the person in the video, like their family. Oh, and that's a whole thing too. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's almost like they should be able to speak out saying, "Take this stuff down." This is our family member. You would think. Yeah. Unfortunately, the internet is just it's a it's a black hole. It is. It's, it's, it it's is a bottomless pit. It is. So once it's on the internet, it's true. The internet never forgets. Even if it comes down, it's coming right back up. Yes, because someone's got it. Somebody's got it. Yeah, I think it's more along the lines of not even people with sites, but it's just viewers that grab it and think it's funny to put it out exactly and those are the ones that really pissed me off yeah you know because like i said to tag someone's suicide at the end of like an innocuous kid video yeah i want nothing god i want to flip the desk yeah for my kid to see anything like that yeah and it's purely accidental you know they're just watching youtube and i know people can say well then parental controls i know but how can you parental control it if they have it geared towards it's just a child's video like they uploaded it to their channel yeah you know nobody's there watching hundreds of thousands of videos a day being uploaded right to make sure nothing 
got through. And kids just flip through videos. Oh, they do. Crazy. And uh, they watch stupid shit. Yeah. I mean, it's just because, I mean, even as a parent, you're like, there's part of me that I know my parents when, you know, Jake is watching something particularly stupid, yeah. you know, it's usually somebody unboxing a toy or yeah. whatever. It's stuff that I don't get. Am I supposed to sit and watch all three hours of him doing this or yeah. whatever just to make sure that something doesn't I wonder, pop up? I wonder if, see, I don't know. Like, is there something in the comments? But I also, Do they turn the comments off? Ooh, good question. You know? Because like, some, I, I would imagine someone would all caps that shit. Yeah, like, like take this do down, not watch this. Yeah. You know, but I, I don't know. And the thing is, I can't police my kid every second 24 of the day. 24-7? Yeah, I mean, sometimes... I'll be watching TV or hanging out or something, and it occurs to you, where's Jake? Mm-hmm. I'll go into his room, and he's just sitting there watching Peppa Pig or yeah. whatever, yeah. and thumbing through videos on YouTube. And I'm like, you've been in here doing this the whole time? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I'm like, why don't you read a book? Get off that for a while. You know, yeah. I, I don't like them having their eyes on the screen all day anyway. But that might have been a half hour to an hour of unsupervised what did he watch what did he watch i will tell you he put a video on he thought knowing that i'm a horror guy he goes i found this video on youtube it's the scariest videos captured by ring the security camera someone had made a montage of videos where freaky shit was caught on camera uh one of them was like a a lady cracked out on something walking up to the house and just leering into the camera and it's really creepy right yeah even after that moment i was kind of like jake i don't know if you should see this because that i mean she didn't do anything but it was like you never know what it what's going to affect him though right and i was like this is kind of freaky stuff buddy all of a sudden they showed a video where a woman got home from work or picking up food or something like five guys with knives chased her into the house and the ring camera was still filming like the driveway, but off camera, you heard the most horrible screaming. And I'm like, yeah, we're not seeing it, but she's clearly being stabbed to death. Are we right? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's when I was like, Jake, turn this off. Yeah. And he turned it off and he goes, it's scary, right? I go too scary, buddy. Yeah. I said, I don't want you watching this. And he goes, really? And I'm just like, yeah. And he goes, it didn't show anything. And I'm like, not the point. Uh-huh. I said, buddy, there's some things out there you're just not old enough for. And I kind of want you to lay off YouTube for a bit. Stick to Peppa Pig. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or cartoons or something. Yeah. Uh, even at that point, I was like, because of that video, I think I went on like the smart TV and yeah. I just removed the YouTube app. Yeah. Because I'm just like, just fucking watch Disney Plus, please, yeah. or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it was like YouTube can be corrupted so easily. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, and it's just I I there's no end, is there? I mm-hmm. mean, it just there's it seems not. so fucking weird and something that was just a genre. It was just a subgenre. Yeah, it was scary, polarizing, disturbing, but it was just a subgenre mm-hmm. and now it's seeped into our culture in a very aggressive, very sneaky way. Yeah. And um I don't know. I just thought this episode would be a good way to 
get that conversation out there, especially if you're a parent, because... You know, and I think the, a, a good way to <clears throat> end this one would be to later on do a second part, and that would be for us to ask listeners what they think to open up the conversation, whether they email us, we'll have email on the social media mm -hmm. or asking questions right on the Instagram or, you know, wherever. Right. That way we can kind of get their opinions on this as sure. well. You know? Sure. Um, Cause it is a, it is a heavy subject. It is. It's, and I don't see it going anywhere. Not just that, but I don't know if there's a right answer. I don't think there is. I mean, we can speculate, we can assume that certain things could be done, but I think it's just getting worse. It, it is. And like you said earlier, to circle back to a point you made about the families, mm -hmm. I forget the girl's name, but you heard about the, Fer she's called Ferrari girl. Or is it Porsche? Or Porsche girl? Porsche girl. Is that it? Yeah. For those of you that don't know, this girl had mental health issues. She was just a teenage girl, you know, beautiful girl, got into a fight with her folks, jumped in the Porsche, rammed into an embankment at like over a hundred miles an hour. The cops on the scene took pictures of the wreckage and got really close pictures of her incredibly destroyed corpse. Whoever this guy was texted it to like a friend. Look what I'm fucking cleaning up today, whatever. Yeah. And it just, now it's out there. Yeah. It's no longer evident. The images in question are absolutely terrible. Just hard to look at because she's unrecognizable as a person. Here's the thing. They are. The, the pictures are. Yes. But- We've seen worse. We've seen but worse. But what makes it so much worse is how it got out. Yes. And what the family went through. Yes. That's the real and issue at hand. That's what I was going to was yeah. the fact that not only are you grieving the death of your daughter, people are sending you emails with the subject mm -hmm. heading, hi, daddy, I'm alive. Yeah. And putting the thumbnail in it. Like, I can't imagine. Yeah. And that goes back to what you were saying, how... You could probably get litigious about this. You could probably get a some kind of a case, but it'll never be gone. I've seen the photo several times, you know, just casually thumbing through stuff. This happened probably 10 years ago, probably, give or take. Yeah, probably. Which means it's still incredibly easily accessible. This family will never have peace. No. Never. I think this these photos will be out there long after they're gone. Yeah, they will. You know? They will. And that's that's heartbreaking. I think the way it goes away is if like which will never go away is society changing. Yeah, it but would have just, to be the most dramatic change. But those people out there that are just they think it's funny and they get off on it. They do, and, and that, that that's the real crime. It's really fucking terrible. It is. And it is. It's it's just it's terrifying. Yeah. So, in summation, I know this episode was really fucking deep. It's really disturbing, but it's something. We're curious yeah. what our listeners and horror fans think about. What do you think about where we're going as a society or as just, you know, casual internet surfers? Is it going to get worse? What's going to be left not to see? Yeah. Um, obviously, obviously, there's things out there that will get you arrested immediately. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Which I can't see just being commonplace someday. Right. I don't think we'll ever be so no, lax that no. that will happen. No. The dark web will probably just always be that. Yeah. But some of this stuff has a way of creeping up through the crack. And we're going to be caught with, we're going to be caught red handed one day accidentally 
clicking a link and seeing something we're never going to be able to shake off. Yeah. And I don't like that. I don't either. Personally. No. Um, there's another topic for another day. I do like this. I do want to know more about the psychology behind why we look at this stuff. And I think one day we should interview the uh, proprietors of the Museum of Death. Yeah, that would be that would be a good idea because that's I find that place extremely fascinating. Mm-hmm. But you know why? It's more clinical and historical. It is. It's it's literally a museum in an educational it's, sense. Yeah, they're not getting off on it. No, you're not pushed through a fun house of carnage. There is tons of respect in that place. Extremely. Yeah. And that's why I would love to talk to them about not just how it opened. I, I kind of humorously want to know when they went to someone for the business license, <laughs> the looks they got, the, you want to open a what now? Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm sure that's funny. But at the same time, they knew they knew there's a market yeah. for curious people yeah. who just want to stare death in the face and kind of see what it's about, you know. And I would love to pick their brain about yeah. that and just see what they think about that psychology. Because I personally, I, I don't understand why I'm fascinated by it. Uh-huh. I think we're all fascinated by death because it's the well, great... it's taboo. It's unknown. It's the great unknown. Yeah. Nobody knows what's after this. And nobody wants to know how horrible it could be, you know? And I would love to just talk to them about that and just see what their thoughts are as proprietors of a place that doesn't exploit, Mm -hmm. but gives you an objective look at something that we deal with every day. Every day. Everybody dies. And um, yeah, I just think that would be a really cool episode somewhere down the line. Yeah, I think so too. Um, It'd probably be a little less heavy than this one was because this one, we kind of posed a few pretty tough questions i think and I, we, we don't expect answers from you we would love to hear opinions yeah because i don't think there's any answers to this i don't think so and i don't think there's any solution no but i'd love to hear what you think and um you know just you know go to the link in our bio and all that and look yeah. for the contact link and you know dm us whatever yeah. and um let us know what you think of it not, not so much the episode, just the topic. And we'll read them. And the psychology behind Yeah, we'll it. read them and, and it'll be a good debate, you know? It, yeah. It'll be good. It'll get more, more conversation. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we could probably make a whole nother episode just answering the questions or, yeah. or you know, filtering through what you guys thought. But uh, yeah, we promise next week, next, <laughs> next episode, we'll go back to fun shit. It is going to be a fun one. But death, death shockumentaries and videos are a part of pop culture. They are. And we lean towards darker pop culture, typically and just figured let's rip the band-aid off on this one early Why not? and yeah. uh open the debate mm-hmm. you know so all right yeah let's uh let's close the casket huh? <laughs> wow i was gonna say i'm gonna go play with toys but okay we're closing the casket let's close the casket okay until next time see you guys <laughs>